Hello, and welcome back to The Room Above the Attic, a true crime podcast where I, Hannah, describe horrific murders to my father. I am her father. How are you? Uh, Hello out there in wonderful podcast land. Ooh, I like that. Yes, (laughs) yes. Podcast land. We're all just hanging out. I'm still fighting for the name of Wild Tangent. No. Now, I know we've already branded we, all, our, yeah. all our stuff out there is uh, a room above the attic. And, you know, I actually do like that mysterious name. Right, because it's like, what is it? We don't know. No one knows what the room above the attic is. That's the right. point. But also, I really like Wild Tangent. I feel like Wild So, t- Wild Tangent TM, people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, ooh, I feel like Wild Tangent needs some like rock music behind it. Wild Tangent. Tangent. Yeah. That is a uh, Bill and Ted reference. Oh. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh. Oh. Uh, it's been a while since I watched that movie. But you have watched it because you have good parents. Yes. Okay. So, um, Hannah. Um, you say you have a doozy of a story for me today. Yeah. Um, I also want to apologize because we skipped last week. We were on a one-week hiatus, but that was just because I was taking finals. I was, like, super busy and stressed. So don't don't come for me listen, in the middle of the night. Listen, no one wants to hear your excuses. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. And also, like, <laughs> finding a murder case for this, like, there's murder is plentiful. Sorry to tell you, but, um, <laughs> no. I like typed up, like almost got finished with three different murders before this one. And I just couldn't finish any of them until this one. And I had to like force myself to finish it because I was like, is it good enough? Is it not good enough? But I feel like this one's, it puts a, it ha- it's, puts a little damper on this light and airy movie. Um, oh, well. I don't. I don't know if I like that. It's um, kind of crazy. Okay. All right. So uh, let's dive right in. Okay. Shall we? So yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. guess. <laughs> okay. So our story starts on a summer night in La Hacienda, California. La Hacienda. In 1935. So this is kind Ooh, of recent. This is like yeah. LA Confidential time. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a little bit before that. Okay, go for it. So, James and Viola Pemberton had driven with their friend Robert James to his house for dinner. Okay. Okay. So, um, when they arrived, the three were expecting to see um, Robert's wife, Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, But if when they arrived, she was nowhere to be found and the entire house was dark. Yeah. Uh Not a good start. (laughs) And the house was dark. Yeah, well, it's at night, too. So you figure... Yeah, light's gotta be on. Yeah, if someone's home. Where's the wife? Yeah. Okay. So... They, um... Go searching for her. And James Pemberton went to the backyard. Um, and he had a flashlight. And he's like... Because it's night, and he's shining it, and he goes up to this fish pond that they had. Okay. So it's a, like, a big, nice house in La Hacienda, California. Okay. Um, and he said, like, this is actually well-documented in the LA Times. Okay. So I could pull a lot of direct quotes. 
nice. from like the trials and stuff, which I haven't been able to do before since they're all like Wild West times. Right. Except yeah, for the or one of eighteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah. In uh, so Hungary this was or whatever. A nice little change up. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and he said he almost tripped over her body as like, he was checking out the fish yeah. pond. Mm-hmm. Um. So he found Mary, who was, um. 25 years old, strawberry blonde. She worked as a manicurist at Robert's um, barber shop. So that's how they met. Um, But she was laying face down in in the water of a fish pond. And there was a small discolored puncture wound on her left toe. (laughs) On her left toe. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because I was going face down in the pond. She was probably drowned. You know, right, but puncture wound throws a whole new yeah. Thing this into it, it gets crazy. There's a lot of crazy turns in this story. Okay. okay, you know what? We're all about the crazy turns on this podcast. <laughs> wild. There's some wild, wild tangents. Turns. Wild turns. <laughs> <laughs> we are of one brain. <laughs> Doing like the rock uh, sign of shame. <laughs> doom, doom. Doom. Okay. <laughs> They cannot see that we're no, doing we the rock fingers they can't right see now. see the rock <laughs> of shame. Okay. Okay. Um, so Robert and Mary had only been married for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they had met when he hired her to be a manicurist at his um, barbershop, barbershop. Mm-hmm. in downtown L.A. Okay. You know, I personally like barbershops. That's right. where I get well, my hair cut. Well, they're catered to you, so... To men. Yeah. And, you know, you go in there, you get a nice haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they, they, you know, shave your neck and all that. Uh, hot, hot shaving cream. Sometimes you get a towel, depending on where you go on, on your neck. Yeah. It's really soothing. It's a level of service that a guy can get that has almost... It had almost gone the way of the dodo. Now it's coming back. You can go right. to Floyd's. You can go to Sports Cuts now and get sort of sort of that service. Right. But um, I I do like a good barber shop. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like really good because they specialize in strictly male haircuts. And you know, like shaving and stuff. a lot of them do. F- uh, female haircuts, but I've never really? actually seen a woman huh. in a barbershop. I wonder shop. if they'd shave my legs. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I would love to be there when you ask them that, but I'm gonna have to say they probably wouldn't. But uh, I bet they don't get that very often. I would venture to guess that some of them have never been asked that. That would be that would be interesting to uh, to see how that played out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So, I'm, so we're, they mm-hmm. met. They were they met at his barber shop. Yeah. She's been found face down in the koi pond. Yeah, the um, little fish pond out back. Um, uh, with a puncture wound in her toe. Yeah, okay. left toe. Her left oh left, left toe. Toe. Okay. Um. So Robert was described as like a strange type of ladies man. Uh, what I mean by that is like he was originally from Alabama and his real name was Major Raymond L- Lisenbaugh. <laughs> okay. Lisenbaugh. Do you want me to take a take a stab at the name? It's L I S E N 
B-A. Yeah. I, I will concur. Well, we're just going to say it like it's spelled. Lisenbach. Yep. Lisenbach. Yep. Um, he was born into a poor family, and his um, father was a sharecropper who was also very abusive. Uh, see, guys... Okay, is he going to turn out to be the guy? Because, no, he may not, but uh, families of abuse, if you abuse your kid, first of all... You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, You're going to have to put an expletive on our podcast. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's all right, guys. I can't stop her. She's... uh, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) She's a loose cannon. Um, But uh, where was I going? Wild tangent. You okay, lost go. this tangent. I did. Okay, go for um, it. So, yeah, born into a poor family. Um, he was pasty with slick back red hair. Pasty. <laughs> That's what it said in the report. Slick He's back pasty wow, with red, red hair. hair. Uh-oh. Um, and red-rimmed green eyes and a high nasal voice. Green eyes, red hair, a high nasally voice. Boy, they are painting a picture. Yeah. And it's not a very flattering one, I have to say. Kind of looks like uh, a snake. Yeah, pasty. Yeah. High nasally voice, slick back hair. Mm. Yeah, not, no. not digging it. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, he was not very smart either. Oh, dang, man. No. He said <laughs> he did right. not have a very high intelligence. Okay. Which is a nicer way of putting it. But um, one childhood neighbor called him less than a half wit. Dang. (laughs) Poor guy. He's. He's, He may not be the poor guy. But, you know. But, like, the way that people describe him is. Yeah, that's not very cool. (laughs) Okay. Um, And he had this kind of, like, dumb charm. Okay. Um, you said he was a ladies man didn't you like a strange kind but he's like white and pasty and yeah but he's nasally voice I I don't see that being a ladies man he had already been married at least five times wow yeah okay so there was something about this guy that uh, the woman dug Mm mhm I just don't I I don't know in that description I can't see it me neither okay um he was um, a con man and a suspected murderer. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he started running insurance scams after he had received a small policy from his mom. Okay. Um, and soon after they met, Robert convinced Mary to take out a $10,000 life insurance policy on herself. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Robert's suspect number one yeah with a bullet yeah yeah okay um then he put his plan into place after she'd taken out the insurance money Uh she'd fallen through with it um so he actually enlisted the help of one of his customers at the barbershop named charles hope um and i um well we'll find out later Oh, but okay, so Charles Hope is a customer, and he's going to um, come back into this. I was actually able to pull a lot of direct quotes from Charles Hope, because he's, like, pivotal in this whole thing. Okay. And, like, 
I can't say a lot right now, but I was like able to find a lot of direct quotes from him okay. through the LA Times and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. He said, James came to me early in June last year and he said he had a friend who wanted to kill his wife and that it would be worth a hundred bucks to me to get a couple of rattlesnakes. <laughs> rattlesnakes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. He went on to test- Now let's go back. This guy was known as less than a dimwit. <laughs> so a couple of rattlesnakes. So they're going kind of the wily e. coyote route so far. Yeah. But puncture wound in the left toe. Yeah. Okay. Discolored. Okay. In all right. Left toe. Okay. I'm left trying to I'm trying to keep toe. all this together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um he went on to testify and say, I said all right. It was none of my business what he wanted the snakes for. <laughs> I mean, it really wasn't. <laughs> no, it's like okay, I guess I'll get some. So this guy just you. this guy just went out and got him a couple of rattlesnakes. It's just like, yeah, basically. <laughs> that's just something this guy did. Yeah, like wow. He's okay. like, I'll pay you a hundred dollars to get me two rattlesnakes, and dude's like, yeah, it's like, all okay, right, okay, none of my business. <laughs> You know, everybody has a snake guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, go for it. Um, so these um is where this is where like things get a little like he said, she said or he said he said in this case. <laughs> okay. But um Robert wait. Yes. Technical difficulties. A little bit. Um, oh my goodness! Robert insisted that this was a collaborative effort, uh-huh. um, and that Hope took the lead in this entire thing. So he's like, so the customer was, was the ringleader. Is yeah, what Charles is saying, but the or the Robert is saying this. R- the husband. Right, right, right. But Robert's saying that Hope <clears throat> was, or Hope is saying that Robert came to him first. Well, yes. So it's kind of like. They're pointing the finger at each other. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Robert said that Hope suggested killing Mary with Black Widows. And that oh, he's... Who, who suggested that? Rob. Um, Hope. So, Charles, so they're both less than dim. Yeah. Um, because, I mean... also a direct quote Killing from... somebody with a Black Widow, it's... Well, wait I until mean, you hear this quote. I mean, said, I know they can, but Yeah, it's he not... said... All you have to do is throw them in bed with her. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for this woman. This is. I know she like doesn't have. She probably thinks guy. he's probably still like the best guy out there. I don't know. I she's guess. probably like. But I don't see love. it. Do you see it? I don't. I mean, there are some pictures, but still, it's like, I don't. I mean, the guys. I don't know. He he, he had to have something. something. Yeah. He had to have something. I anyway. Don't know. Okay. So then they talked about burning down the house. <laughs> and then they talked about poisoning her through scratch skin with a chemical. Okay. And then they Now that could be some, you know, bones, television show type stuff. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Okay. Um and then they wanted they thought about shooting her in a fake hold up. Okay, so, so that, went that's more mainstream of, right there. Yeah. yeah. Black Widow. Which is still, all of those are like pretty dumb. horrible ways to go. 
Right. Like, I heard, like, burning in a fire is one of the most painful ways to die. Well, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. 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 Would not want to experience that. Me neither. So All let's right. hope we never have to. Okay, we're knocking on wood. Oh, that's not wood. Oh. There. Did okay. It. Okay. Um... So, Hope bought some Black Widow spiders, and I guess they let her, they let them loose in the garden. Or she either got bitten by a random Black Widow in the garden. You're not telling me that Black Widow killed this woman. Are you telling me no, that? No, Black Widow did not kill this okay, woman. Okay, because my, I so, mean, seriously, I know they can have, they have poisonous bites, but I, I really don't think... That a single Black Widow bite can kill someone. No, she complained about having like a badly swollen leg from a bite, uh-huh. but it didn't kill her. Okay. So they finally settled on poisoning her with a rattlesnake. <laughs> okay. She's these I'm, two. This is, like I said, it's like weird and twisted and horrible. Yeah, I mean, Like we haven't even are... got to the worst part of this story yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So the pair bought around three rattlesnakes in Santa Monica. They bought them? Yeah. Okay, so he didn't wrangle them. No. <laughs> they went to another snake guy. Yeah. Okay. Like a pet store or something. The pet store's pet not going to have a rattlesnake. Yeah. But they, so they found a guy. They found somebody yeah. that had rattle, um, rattlesnakes. But they didn't... They decided they weren't good enough. So <laughs> they, like, got rid of them. Uh-huh. And then they went to visit a man um, named Joseph Hootenbrink. Hootenbrink. Who is also known as Snake Joe. Snake Joe. Well, yeah. listen, if there's a guy named Snake Joe, you go to Snake Joe first. Right, you don't go to some random dude in Santa Monica. Yeah, I mean, what the amateur hour. So they went to Snake Joe in Pasadena, where um, Hope allegedly told Hootenbrink that I've got a big bet that a rattlesnake will strike and eat a rabbit, and I want the mingiest thing you've got to make sure I win. Oh, okay. So, uh, Hootenbrink sold him uh, two six-year-old desert diamondback rattlesnakes named Lethal and Lightning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, Hootenbrink said he felt a little uneasy about this entire thing, but he sold them yeah. to Hope anyway. Right. Which it's like, if he had just, like, said something, maybe Mary would still be alive. You know? It's like, well, maybe. if you don't feel yeah. good selling someone something, then don't sell well, it Well, the to guy's them. in the business of rattlesnakes, right? Like, this is his business. Right. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I'm yeah. trying to put myself in his shoes. But, like, it's, it's like... 35. There's... It's weird. But if you know. still, like, if you don't feel comfortable doing something, just don't do that. Yeah. Thing, you know? I mean, sometimes you do stuff and warning bells go off. You know, yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to listen to your gut. You know? But who knows? Right. Yeah. So, on August 4th, Hope and Robert set their bizarre plan into motion. Okay. And I was able to get, like, a general outline of what happened. Okay. Um, this is actually, like, the really messed up part and really, like, shows you who Robert is. Um, it's actually kind of dark, too. Just wanted to warn you before 
Okay. Okay, so Robert convinced Mary, who, yeah, <laughs> I was like, reading this, this is the point where I wanted to, like, give up in the story because it was so dark and, like, sad. Uh, it's like, this is... This poor woman. I mean, she... Well, yeah. Her she really didn't final moments chance. were not Okay, so, okay, let's, let's slog through it. Um, so Robert convinced Mary, who he claimed was pregnant, to get an abortion, <laughs> which this is 1935, so yeah, obviously not. not legal, um, not like what it is this today. This guy is, um, I hate this guy, like, uh, with everything I hear, I hate him more. This is terrible. I know. Mm-hmm. Um... So he claimed he found a doctor to perform the operation in the breakfast nook of their La Hacienda home. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, but her eyes would have to be covered to protect his identity. Uh, okay. Um, he then piled her with whiskey and bromides. Bromides. Like, I'm guessing that's a type of drug. Okay. Um, and so she went unconscious. Mm. And then he... At least she was unconscious. Yeah. Um, she was wearing a soft pink pajamas. Um, so he tied her with, um... Oh, he sat around the table in the breakfast nook. And when Hope walked in, he saw Mary tied to the top of the table with cotton rope. Her mouth and eyes were covered with, like, some type of adhesive tape. Oh. Like duct tape, I'm guessing. Was duct tape around back then? I don't I don't know when it was invented. I don't either. But, yeah. But, tape was, I'm, you know. Yeah, so. well. Yeah. Um, Hope said that Robert then thrust her left leg into a box, into the box containing... The two rattlesnakes. Um, the snakes bit Mary three times, but they didn't instantly kill her. Uh-huh. So she was still alive. Um, Mary was able to fight for her life and stay alive for hours after being bit um, three times by the two snakes. Uh, at this point, Hope went to the garage uh-huh. um, and was sitting in a car. And Robert would go out to the garage where he was and give him updates and give him, like, whiskey to calm his nerves and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah, we're really concerned about the, this idiot in the I car. Know. Yeah, yeah. My heart goes out to him. <laughs> it's like, well, at this point, if you know what you're doing, you should feel all this stuff. Ugh. Like... No. No, the you, wife... Uh, no, no. It's all about the wife. The yeah. wife. I don't care about these two. Yeah, this um, poor woman. I like. Do you know that must have been so terrifying for well, her? It's not. Yeah, and it's. Did she wake up, or was she just out the whole time? I don't know. I'm thinking she's probably out. Yeah. The entire probably, time. I would think she's probably out. So that's. Yeah. That's the only silver lining, I suppose. And you, really, yeah. Yeah. So Robert came out to the garage one more time and said to Hope, well, that's it. Robert had drowned Mary in the bathtub because the snake venom wasn't working. 
Uh, it gets kind of worse. Like, this is like the main, like, worse. This is a worse part, yeah. but just, <laughs> this guy is a real piece of crap. Right. Well, no, definitely. This is ridiculous. This is almost ridiculous how much of a piece of crap he is. Yeah, really. exactly. Um, okay. Um, in his testimony, Hope said, I walked in and saw this girl laying on the floor just outside the bathroom door with her pajamas on and slippers. Um, he also admitted to helping Robert carry Mary out to the fish pond where she would later be found by James Pemberton. So he tried to make it look like she had just drowned in the... In the pond. In the pond. Yeah. Um, Robert then tried to claim Mary's $10,000 life insurance policy. Uh Uh-huh. But thankfully, an insurance investigator noticed that Robert had been married five times and that his third uh, wife also drowned, um, died by drowning. Mm -hmm. And he told the police... Um, so the police began... The, the insurance investigator told the police yeah. about it. Okay. Um, Good insurance investigator. I know. Holy Mary. He's like, wait, this Thank wife... Thank goodness for He him. took out an insurance policy on this wife who drowned. Now this one's also dead drowned. the same way. Right. And he's trying to take out this insurance policy. You know, when people do their job right, it's a good thing. This guy, yeah. yeah good he's, catch. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um... So, the police began to um, investigate Robert without his knowledge, like, really quietly, hush-hush, like, right. no one knew they were investigating him. Right. Um, and they bugged his house. And they stumbled across a crime, but not the one they were expecting. <laughs> not the wife? Not the no. crime with the, of the wife? Okay. The bugs revealed that Robert and his niece, who also worked at the barbershop, were lovers. His niece? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Just wait. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> this is I'm, terrible. I told you. Okay. It's going to get dark. All right. Um, they arrested Robert on charges of incest and took him to a safe house where he could be questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert told eventually cracked under the like pr- uh, pressure, I'm guessing, um, and told the police about the murder, but claimed that Hope had planned the entire thing out. And that yeah. was all his idea. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, his niece was taken into protective custody, and. How, told about Robert's I don't wanna, alleged I'm not sure I want to know, her. but how do you know how old Denise was? I don't. Like, was she underage, do you think? I, I don't know. I didn't say in any of the reports I read. Uh, um, he, I, and I, it doesn't matter. I he told um, her, the niece, to take out a life insurance policy on herself. Oh, my God. I can't. Like, I don't. I can't. So, uh, the police told her what Robert was doing, what Robert did to Mary, what Robert did to his third wife, uh-huh. and stuff like that. And she was um, taken back by this information, and she told them The that, niece was. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she told them that she didn't know that this was his plan. Right. Um, and after this, the police dug 
they're like, okay, well, we've got you for this one. Right. You've admitted to that. You've admitted, like, we've caught you trying to tell your niece to take out a life insurance policy. Right. Um, so they start to dig more into his past and found some more troubling things. Um, in the house he shared with Mary, they found many pamphlets from marriage bureaus, which was like tender back in those days. <laughs> like um, a matchmaking thing? Yeah, they were okay. matchmaking things. Okay. Um, and it contained an envelope, and they found an envelope containing um, nearly 200 special um, matrimonial prospects, like future wives. Um, and he People had, he was matched with. Yeah. Uh -huh. He had underscored this one um, name a lot. And um, she was a New York widow who was 53 years old um, who advertised she had an income of $10,000 per year. 1935? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So they keep, like, they find that and they keep digging and digging. And eventually they stumble upon um, the death of his nephew, who had died in a car crash. But Robert had, like, it was a suspicious car crash. And Robert had taken out a life insurance policy on him. Of course. Uh-huh. So his nephew, so he's abusing his niece. He's probably killed his nephew. He's killed his wife, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's... Uh, no, no. Um, they also found, like I said, his third wife, Winona, uh, had also oh, died yeah, in an wife. accident drowning. Right. Um, she drowned in a bathtub in Colorado in 1932. Uh huh. Um, Robert and Hope were both charged with first degree murder in 1937. Um, and they like put them together in this like they handcuffed them together huh. and stuff. Uh -huh. um, but that stopped when Robert allegedly told Hope that if he pl pled guilty, he would break his neck. Um, yeah, which isn't great. So Robert, the husband, right, the redheaded told guy, the accomplice, if you plead if you guilty, plead guilty, I'll break your neck. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So in June of 1937, somebody needs to break this guy's neck. I know. All right. <laughs> um, that's like. I don't get know. It. I, You'll get it later. This this story, I mean, we've had some doozies. But this, this story one, really is bothering me. I know. It's like it what makes they did you uncomfortable. To the wife, what they, what I he know. did to his niece sat then, and then you hear the you other should, you, If she was like. Under age, she, he was probably manipulating his niece. Oh, well, I mean, there's a million things. Yeah. 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 Okay, keep going. So, Robert was sentenced to 150 years in prison. Um, and on June 19th, Hope pleaded guilty to first-degree murder. Oh, no. He yeah. pled guilty. Um, in exchange for not receiving the death penalty. Okay. So, but Robert... Got 150 years, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Good. So, with Hope's testimony, along with the scrub of a black widow, 
spider nest at his La Hacienda house. And, um... I don't think uh, discovery of Black Widow spider's nest would be evidence well, in this Well, but Hope said that they plan to kill her with Black Widow Well, spiders. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they, that's corroboration then. So. Yeah. Okay. Um... And they found fragments of Mary's pink pajamas in a downtown incinerator where Hope said that he put them. Mm. Yeah. Um, so all of this sealed Robert's fate. Yeah. Ever after this, everyone was like, well, he's the one that did it. His accomplice is like basically saying that it's him. We have all this evidence piled up against him. Okay. It him right but Robert um pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity of course of course That's he did they all do oh of course he I did I know yeah um oh. and he took the stand on July 15th claiming his confession had been forced uh huh but that same day the lawyers did something really weird I don't think this would fly in today's courts but they made Hope and Robert recreate the murder. The prosecutors? Probably. I'm, I think the... I don't think the defense I... attorney would allow that to happen, so it must be the prosecutors. Right. <clears throat> okay. Um, so James climbed on top of the attorney's table. He laid on his back, um, as Mary is supposed to have. Right. Um, he acted like he was the wife. Right. So, um, they reenacted it, um, in the little, the, he was, um, James, well, Robert, that's his last first name. Robert, yeah. Yeah. Um, is, he was supposed to take his foot and shove it into the box, um, which was a replica of the original snake box. Right. But they got into a fight. Hope did. Yeah, Hope and Robert got uh-huh. into a fight. Uh-huh. Um, right as they brought the two rattlesnakes into the room. There they, was actual rattlesnakes in the box? Yeah. Well, not in the box, but they brought them in separately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would have been perfect. I... Had they <laughs> stick your foot in this... Rattlesnake box. box. There's nothing in it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been perfect. perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, and according to reports from like the LA Times and stuff, Lethal, which was one of the rattlesnakes, escaped in the courtroom during um the noon recess. Benny Hill music is playing in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Um. And it slid under a bookcase. Uh huh. And um, his rat, he started to rattle, and the courtroom just went berserk. Well, yeah, when they rattle, they're about to strike. <laughs> yeah, but Snake Joe caught, um, and another rattlesnake man, that's what they called him, a rattlesnake man, uh-huh. um, captured him before he could bite anyone. Okay. Yeah. So... On July 25th, Robert was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to death by hanging. Mm. Okay, yeah, can't can't say as I uh, 
mind that. No, yeah. me neither. Yeah. Um, when he learned his fate, he tried to go out like a badass. He like. There's no possibility of that happening for this. Guy. His eyes barely shifted, and he simply said, "I can take it." Oh, I'm sure he could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he, he can take his. Oh God. So he. I don't like um, this man. I don't like him. He tried to make multiple attempts to appeal his conviction. Mm -hmm. um, but when his last appeal was denied, um, he knew for sure he's going to be hanged. Right. Um, again, he just like looked straight on and said, I can drink it. Let's just say that rattlesnake Bob James is not afraid to die. Rattlesnake Bob James. I feel like if like I don't know what the classifications are, but isn't it after like three kills you're a serial killer? You know that's something we should look up. I'm not sure what what really it might be, but I, I we need to we need to verify that. Yeah, because at this point he's like killing people for money. Like right. life insurance, which I seems to be one of the driving forces behind a lot of these that we've dove into. Is money? Is the money? Mm -hmm. But this guy, it wasn't the money for this guy. This guy was twisted and he was wrong. He, yeah, like there was no, he yeah. The money was part of it, but I doubt it was. I mean, what he did to his wife and his niece and. No. Do you know how much that woman this. had trusted him? Well, yeah. Well, like, I mean, he, she, he probably didn't give her a choice in anything, you know. Mm -mm. It's 1935. Yeah. He, yeah. No, it's not, not good. Mm -mm. I don't want to think about it. Um, so thanks for bringing this story to me. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up being the last man to be killed by hanging in California. Yeah, good. Um, well, you know what? I, I enjoy that no piece of notoriety about him. The last man to be hung. Good good for him. You know, I'll, I'll give him credit for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Los Angeles Times reported uh, was there, and they actually put out a report on the thing. Mm -hmm. So they said he um, walked up the 13 steps to the hangman's noose, and death on the um, San Quentin Gallows today. I think that's how you say it. San. San Quentin. Okay. Mm -hmm. that's, See, a, that's a, a famous prison in, in California. San okay. Quentin. Yeah. See, this is like American words I can actually pronounce, whereas a lot of the other stuff I do is like in Europe and right. France. And I'm like, I'm. I apologize because I'm messing all these words up. I will. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying yeah. them like an American. Uh, yeah. So excuse our American uh, um, sensibilities. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so he um, walked up to the gallows. He was calm um, to the end. He wore a black suit and a white collarless shirt. His hair was neatly combed. And his face was very white. It doesn't white. matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. 
don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate the stuff that you did. <laughs> the, the research you took, took on this. But, you know um, how dark it is? And, like, knowing the fact that I know how this ends mm-hmm. is just... So, okay, awful. so they hung him. He tried to be a tough guy, and it didn't matter because he died all the same. So what What? What after that? Um, the reporter said his appearance, almost boyish, gave the impression he had been interrupted by his executioners while dressing for a dance. Mm-hmm. And that... That's it. Is the end of that story. Ah, uh, good. Uh, I'm done with that story. I know. I wow. that's. I think that's the problem why I was having such a hard time finding, like, writing this one, or like, why I shifted from different ones, is because like all of them were really dark. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I like got to the so middle, next... and I was like, I can't. I had to take a break and step away because it was like, this is too much for one sitting. Right. Like, yeah, just it, reading this it was a lot. Over. This is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. I apologize to the listeners. I know. But you know what? It's a true crime podcast, so you're a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, you should be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so should I, apparently. So I guess I gotta say yeah, that Yeah, well, this myself. was like one of the most recent ones we've done. Because the other mm. ones took place in like the 1800s. Can I make a request? Yes. The can. next one, and it doesn't have to be about murder. Um, can it be lighthearted? <laughs> I will... Something kind of funny? I will try. You know, or... You know, the bad guy actually, you know, something terribly funny happened to him, you know. <laughs> I'm, let's, let's try I to find one like that. Try. Yeah. I will try my darndest to find one like that. Okay, I, just a request. After after kind this of, one, I need I need a lighthearted one. Kind of like, which one was it? Boone Helm, who said, let her rip before he jumped off of the hangman's yeah. thing. Yeah. Here's was, a, they but that was try like trying to go out in the glory. Right. If you're an asshole, it doesn't work. Right. Like you he can't tried do it. to give himself like, a nickname. Yeah. Like to like make the media like make him look better in the media, I feel like. To give because, him notoriety. Right. To make him more famous. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a piece of crap, you die a piece of crap. And yeah. that's all that, that, that matters. Yep. So, well, a, a good. I can't say it was a good story. No, it was really interesting, horrible, horrible um, true crime. I mean, you delivered. You definitely delivered a interesting right, because story. Because it started off weird, and you're like, okay, well, where is this going? And then you get to the part, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's where yeah, this no, is going. Yeah, I can't handle that. I, I. I I don't like uh, I don't uh, like uh, uh yeah. Let's so, plan end it on a lighthearted note. How can we make that happen? Um Um I I don't know. We're gonna have to take a hiatus uh here soon. We're Well, we m- might not have to. I have a few things Okay planned, so that might not happen. Okay. Have to happen. We'll um, see. Okay. Um, Ooh, she has plans. I have plans. Okay. Um, we really need 
a producer. I'm going to have to. I'm the main producer on You are show. the producer. <laughs> Kiddo, this is you. This I is know. all you. You're the producer, the director, sure. the researcher. What do you do? You just show up. Listen, I'm I'm the voice. You are the voice. The <laughs> I'm the talent. Voice. Yeah, I, the no, talent. No, 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 okay. you're the talent. I'm just I'm just the old man sitting here listening. But uh um no, this thing wouldn't get off the ground without you. You're the Plus, one who bought me let's the mic, be honest. but that's it. You all all you've done is buy buy my mic. Right. But let's be honest. Um there's a lot of technology that goes into this show that I can't help you with. It's I really I simple, really like actually. to well, I really like to say that I'm I know technology, but there's a lot of speed bumps that are not even speed bumps for you. I guess yeah. that's true, yes. And uh, we are on a shoestring budget. <laughs> we are sitting at a card table, sitting on folding chairs. Um, in a room um, that's painted like Finding Nemo. Correct. <laughs> Which um, I feel is like a little awkward. Like every time I'm like telling a horrific story, there's like Merlin Nemo's dad smiling at me, waving his fin. Right. Which is really... You know what? If it gets bad, like the story did, we just stare at the walls. walls. Yeah, the yeah. bright walls. Yeah. And then and then we zone out. <laughs> yeah. It'll but, be like uh, a few minutes of like dead silence. Yes. Which is not good for a podcast. No, it's not. No. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I appreciate it. We're going to have to, uh, over time, we will um, get more technolo- technologically... Advanced. advanced in our podcast uh, yeah we'll get more um, viewers we'll start getting sponsors hopefully <laughs> but you know if none of that happens and it's just you and me that's all you know, you know I, was, I don't care i i'm gonna look back on this i know and think this is awesome that i'm doing this with you yeah i mean it how how uh, it's just awesome yeah uh yeah. i have a high note to end on okay We've been rambling wild tangents forever. Wild tangents. <laughs> um, but I was listening to the Murder Squad by Billy Jensen and Paul Holes. Okay. Absolutely, love you have it. been telling me about this I podcast, know, and you haven't started. We are yet. pod. We love podcasts. That's yes. why we started a podcast. Yeah. Um, and not, no, I have not listened to it. No, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But the, I there is an ad like a sponsor break. Mm-hmm. Which like they had a sponsor on their first episode. Well, which, yeah, be, but, but, but they were already, up. yeah, and, and they, those people are already famous. Yeah, and they are a part of the Exactly Right Network. From Our famousness MFM. has not been recognized. Not yet. yet. Yeah. Not yet. So yeah. Hopefully, but anyways, like I was, there was an ad break, and I paused, and it was like Billy Jensen, who's a hockey player true crime fanatic and he helps solve murders so he's like Triple like threat yeah like i can i aspire to be billy jensen when i grow up <laughs> like seriously but like yeah. there's an ad break and i was, it was for like finding the right bra and i was like why is billy jensen lecturing me on how to find the perfect bra that's a little weird yeah i was like mm-hmm. and then he was like you know he's like Pause. He was like, I personally don't wear a bra. And I was like, Sure, Billy. Sure. <laughs> he was like, Okay. And he's um, like, My wife, who's a scientist, does. And she <laughs> said it was really good. And I was like, 
Way to finish that up. <laughs> yeah. Full circle. You know, a good podcast that um, your mom has uh, told me about is The Way I Heard It. Oh, by Mike Rowe. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That Although, is a good like, po- sometimes... It's a, it's a short one, so if like you're just doing something really quick, it's really cool. I, he does yeah. it really well. I listen to that because his voice like, helps me fall asleep at night. <laughs> it's like he's deep. got a good voice yeah, yeah. when I can't fall I asleep would, I, I think he's like a trained yeah. opera singer or something really yeah and you know he's yeah it's, it's interesting how that, do you get from dirty jobs to opera singer no it, 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 I think it went from opera singer to dirty Very, jobs ooh. so Ouch. <laughs> no not, no do you think we'd know him if he was still an uh, opera singer no. this guy's done pretty well I, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> So, uh, but all right. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. Yeah. Um, um, remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. The Room Above the Attic, all one word. Are we on Twitter yet? I haven't got that yet. Darn it, Hannah. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Okay. All right. Well. Um, and remember, oh, I feel like we shouldn't say this after this one. Every time. We got to do it every okay. time. Hey, you, we're going to cut it off. This has nothing to do with the, the previous the story. Previous, okay. But so if it could it, have to do with future stories. Yeah. If you've made it onto this podcast, you, you done, done been, been murked. murked. <laughs>